Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended and they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Lord, we need your wisdom. Please, in the power of your spirit, speak and change us by your word. Amen. Do please be seated. Mothering Sunday is a reminder, isn't it, that bringing up children is a tough job. And it's one that we all need help with, if that's what our calling is. None of us can do it alone. We need direction, whatever our lives are full of. We need direction in life if we're not going to get lost. Growing up is a tough assignment. And being a parent is even tougher. So we need wisdom. That is to say, we need to know what to do. But knowing is not enough. We also need the internal power of character and self-control and perseverance to do what we know we should do. And that is what the Bible means by wisdom. Knowing what to do and being able to do it. So I wonder how wise your own decisions have been. As we think about that, we quickly realize that we desperately need to learn wisdom from somewhere. And God has provided for us that wisdom that we so badly need. Now the Bible passage that I want us to look at this morning is the one that we heard earlier from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. It's there on page 858 in the Bibles. If you grab one of those from the back of the chair and um, open that up to eight, page 858. Luke chapter 2 from verse 41, that'll be a great help. And I have three simple headings. First of all, Jesus has amazing wisdom. Secondly, without 
Jesus. We lack wisdom, and thirdly, we can learn wisdom from Jesus. First of all then, Jesus has amazing wisdom. All that we know about the infancy, the time from the infancy of Jesus through to his adulthood is contained in these verses. The rest of all of those years are shrouded in silence. And it is rather cold comfort for parents what we see here because the fact of the matter is even if you literally have the perfect child as Mary and Joseph did, being a parent is still marked by worry and misunderstanding and suffering. Even if your child is perfect, imagine that. Well, what's going on here? Verses 41 and 42. Now, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. But on the way home, after traveling for a day, they suddenly realized that Jesus was not with them in the group anymore. Verses 43 to 45, And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. You can imagine the headlines, can't you? Twelve-year-old boy abandoned in capital city as parents return home from holiday. How could that possibly have happened? Well, we don't know exactly. Maybe the women and younger children walked separately from the men and the older boys. Maybe Joseph thought Jesus was with Mary. Mary thought Jesus was with Joseph. It would not be the first time that kind of misunderstanding has occurred between a husband and a wife. Whatever it was that happened, if you have ever lost a child, even for a few minutes, as I have, that is a story for another day, you can imagine their feelings. It took them three days to find Jesus. And when they found him in the temple, they blamed him. This is what Luke says from verse 48. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. What a world of worry there is in those words. And he, Jesus, said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying he spoke to them. They had a tough lesson to learn that Jesus was the one with the wisdom, their 12 year old son, not them. We all find that a tough lesson to learn that Jesus is the one with the wisdom. And we're all inclined to think that we know better than him. Jesus, even as a boy of 12 years old, had the most amazing wisdom. Look at what's said about Jesus at the beginning and the end of this passage. Verse 40. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. 
and the favor of God was upon him. And then at the end, verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Of all the children born to women, Jesus alone has the wisdom that we need. And you can see how he displayed his wisdom, even as a boy that time in the temple, when Mary and Joseph were anxiously hunting for him. It's hard work being a parent. (laughs) When they were hunting for him, not realizing that he was in the house of God, his father. There he was in the temple courts, verse 46, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And I want us to notice these things about the wisdom of Jesus in these verses. First of all, wisdom has caused him to behave in a very unexpected way from the point of view of his parents. Even that surprise for his parents is a sign that he is God made man. As God says in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We do not naturally understand the ways of God or of his Son. Secondly, his wisdom gave him great clarity. He knew where he should be. He knew what he should do. And that is wisdom in a nutshell. He said, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Thirdly, his, his wisdom amazed those who heard him. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And that was the reaction that Jesus got all the way through his life. So for instance, here is Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 and 55. Coming to his hometown, Jesus taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get his wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Fourthly, his wisdom showed not only in what he said, but in how he lived. Even this temple incident results from the way that the wisdom of Jesus drives what he does. And then look at verse 51. He went down with them, his parents. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. True wisdom is not just in the mind, it's in how we live. Fifthly, his wisdom grew as he got older, verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom. Not that his wisdom was flawed or imperfect in any way, but it was immature and it grew with him as it should. Sixthly, his wisdom arose from his relationship with God, his Father. The grace of God was on him. He grew in favor with God. God was his father. He knew he had to be in his father's house on that Passover trip. His intimacy with his father was the foundation of his wisdom. Those then are some of the characteristics of the wisdom that Jesus has. And he offers the same wisdom to you and to me as we live close to him. So we can expect to see the same kind of results developing in our own lives as Jesus transforms our own thinking. Our lives will take unexpected turns that the unbelievers around us do not understand. 
we will find a new clarity about the top priorities in our lives. We will surprise others with the wisdom that we have. The way we live our lives will change for the better. Our wisdom will develop and grow the longer we go on with Christ. And the bedrock of our wisdom will be our relationship with God through Jesus. You see, true wisdom is something that is deeply personal. As a boy on holiday by the coast, uh, where we used to go every year, I, I loved watching the big, huge, great ships gingerly coming in and making their way from the sea into this river estuary that got narrower and narrower. And they had to dock, they had to go up the river to dock to be loaded up before they headed off again. And every time a big ship approached the mouth of the river, the little pilot boat would speed out from the harbor to meet the boat. And the pilot, in his very smart, dark blue uniform, would be taken on board the ship. And he would take over from the captain of the ship. And he would direct the task of getting the ship up this narrow channel. Why? Because he knew where to go. He knew the safe route. He had the very best interests of that ship at heart. And he could be trusted. The captain knew that. He could trust the ship to him. And so it is with Jesus and, if you like, the ship of our lives. If we want wisdom, we have to give Jesus control of our lives. Let him take over the bridge of our lives. It is as simple and as challenging as that. And boy, do we need wisdom. And that brings me to my second main heading. So secondly, without Jesus, we lack wisdom. It is simple but true. God's law teaches wisdom for living, but without the Spirit of God, we do not live by it. We live as fools. Jesus is the source of wisdom, but without his Spirit, we do not understand him. And that was that experience that Joseph and Mary had. They didn't get it either. They didn't understand what Jesus is up to. That is our experience too. And it's through the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, that we get to know Jesus and we receive the gift of his spirit. And all the so-called wisdom of the world that ignores or rejects Jesus is so much rubbish in the end. If we live apart from Jesus, we live as fools. Without Jesus, we lack wisdom, but we do not have to be like that. And that is my third and final heading. So thirdly, we can learn wisdom from Jesus. James chapter 1 verse 5 encourages us with these words. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So we have a promise of wisdom when we ask. How then can we grow into this life-changing wisdom? Well, here are some guidelines to learning wisdom from Jesus. First of all, we must have the spirit of Jesus if we're going to grow into wisdom. The Apostle Paul pinpoints this when he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 14, now we, he's talking about believers who have a living relationship with Jesus, he says, now we have received the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things 
freely given us by God. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. In other words, we cannot get inside the mind of Jesus unless the mind of Jesus gets inside us. But that is what happens to us as believers. We are given the Spirit of Jesus and he begins to mold and shape and change our thinking from within. We have to have the Spirit of Jesus. Secondly, wisdom needs the humility to listen and to learn. We need to hold in our minds this picture of Jesus sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions. And if the young Jesus feels the need to do that, probing the thinking of those muddle-headed religious leaders of his day, how much more must we? We must be teachable. We must be ready to learn from others. And above all, we must sit at the feet of the God-inspired writers of the Scriptures and soak up the divine wisdom in their words. I always re uh, remember quite a few years ago now, our daughter Katie, uh, when she was just six, she's now 26, so we are, we are going back quite a long time. Katie and I were doing her Bible reading notes together. One of the responsibilities of a father is to look after the spiritual growth of his children. And um, I have not always been a very good father or done a very good job. But on this occasion, I was trying to help. And little Katie had to decipher a Bible verse out of a code in the book that we were using made up of little pictures. You probably know the kind of thing. It had letters to cross off and other letters to add from this picture word that it had. And uh, one of the pictures was of a little bird. But you had to cross off the B, you had to cross off the B, and replace it with a W. Okay? You with me? So, I said to Katie, what word does that sound like? If you take the B off bird and put a W instead. And quick as a flash, she said to me, Wobbin. <laughs> and there was also a picture of a hand with a crossed out huh. What word do you get if you take the huh off and, Katie? And quickly she said to me, thumb. Well, why do, I, why do I remember these lovely days? Uh, the Bible verse that we were laboriously working our way towards was Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God in the Bible illuminates our route through life, makes clear our destination, gives us direction. Psalm 19 verse 7 sums it up. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. If we're going to be wise, the word of God has to be soaked up into our lives. We have to be ready to listen and to learn from the word of God in the scriptures. So here's a very simple suggestion that would help you to do that. Come along to our services in the run-up to Easter over the next few weeks. We're going to be learning more from the Bible about how the death and the resurrection 
of Jesus 2,000 years ago can transform our lives today. There is that leaflet uh, that uh, has already been mentioned. Make sure you pick up one of those as a reminder to you of all that's going to be happening. Come along and keep learning from the Word of God. Thirdly, wisdom takes time. For instance, the Apostle Paul describes his prayer for the young Christians in Colossae in this way. He says, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Sadly, we do not stop being foolish in a moment. It takes time. Even Jesus, who was always perfectly wise had to grow in wisdom in a way that matched his developing physical and social and mental maturity. For us, the gaining of godly wisdom is a lifelong process. And it's one of the most important long-term aims that we should have. And then finally, to grow in wisdom, we must stay close to Jesus As we get to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior and friend, so we learn wisdom. You see, Jesus doesn't just have wisdom. Jesus is wisdom. The Apostle Paul, whose life was totally transformed by getting to know the Lord Jesus, wrote that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God who became to us wisdom from God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Jesus is the wisdom of God. He gives us wisdom by giving us himself. In the end, the best definition of a fool is someone who is living without a living relationship with Jesus. So get the wisdom you need from the one who even as a boy displayed this amazing wisdom. Keep on asking to be filled and refilled with the Spirit of Jesus. Be humble enough to know your need of wisdom. Be teachable. Soak your mind in the Word of God. Work at wisdom patiently throughout your lifetime and stay close to Jesus day by day and moment by moment. When it comes to cooking, I am a fool. I know nothing. But when Vivian, my wife, watches over me and supervises me and deflects me from my culinary folly, advises me, shows me how to do things, then I can accomplish something worthwhile. And I have to say, I do a mean sausage and mash. So on this Mothering Sunday, whether or not we are parents, we know what needs to be done if we're going to grow in wisdom. The wisdom of Jesus is astounding. Without Jesus, we are fools. With him, we can make something worthwhile of our lives. And now we know that, let's do it. And let's bow our heads to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your Son. And thank you that he is your wisdom. And through him we can learn wisdom. And we pray that we will do that by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen.